purpose, unwavering supernatural humility, the push. Hi everyone, I am Patrice, the host and founder of the Push Talk Show and your PR networker. Welcome to another episode of the Push Talk Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Push Talk Show with your host, Patrice, your PR networker and your push coach. And I am excited today to have another special, special guest. But this special guest is someone that I met during a time when it was a a transitional time for me. And she just said a few words in her very calm tone well articulate and very she spoke so much volume in that moment and I want you guys to just help me welcome the very precious Camille Aaron good morning Camille good morning Patrice good morning everyone hi you know it's so funny I'm like okay let me not overdo it guys you guys are gonna tell that I love this lady she is my sister my friend and I'm glad that the Lord has brought her into my life and I know you guys are going to be blessed and pu- and start pushing once you hear her story. Now Camille, you are the woman behind She Speaks movement. Now let the people just hear a little bit about how any of that even came to to be. Like what 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 happened? Like what was that moment like for you when the Lord gave you this assignment? You know, this morning I was um, thinking of, of um, just in preparation for the fact that we we're going to be doing this call, just thinking over the different facets of my life and how certain things played out and how I've come into finally owning who I am or who God is calling me to be. And when the notion of she speaks, as I'm thinking about that, I laugh to myself because one of the things that I want to say through um, She Speaks is to say, speak up. And mm-hmm. it's funny because people always tell me speak up because I'm a very quiet talker. Mm-hmm. I'm trying my best to project right now, but I'm a very quiet talker or, or as Patrice says, in my very calm way, <laughs> kind of how I usually speak. But She Speaks actually doesn't have as much to do with um, audibly speaking, you know, speaking out with our mouths but more so speaking out with our lives and with our stories. Mm. Um, 2018, I got a call from a friend of mine inviting me to participate on uh, what they call the City Forum. And it's with the uh, New Players Theater Group. I'm probably watching this completely, and he would kill me. Um, but he asked me to sit on the panel back in 2018, May 2018, and it was about feminism, with the topic for that quarter, I had no idea what I would have to offer to that conversation. Uh, the panel had a professor of gender studies from NOVA, had a woman who owned a theater, and a woman who co-owned a coding school with her husband, and prior to that served on um, executive level in the National Hockey League. And so I was just like, what? What do I have to offer to this conversation? Why would I be on this panel? Why would I be on this stage? Mm -hmm. He invited me really to speak as a woman in ministry. Mm -hmm. For me, that wasn't 
something unique. It wasn't something spectacular to share. I'm so accustomed to women in ministry. My mom's mother was a church planter. She was a pastor for years and evangelist. I grew up around a lot of women ministers. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to that night. I'm nervous as I'll get out. I sit on this panel. Questions are coming. We're having this a great discussion. And I realized that as we opened it up to the audience to ask questions, that there were women in the audience who they may or may not have been in church. Um, matter of fact, one of them I specifically remember was actually Jewish, and she's like, she's never seen a woman rabbi. And I was like, oh, they exist. I know that there's one in Boca, um, Baton, Florida. Mm-hmm. So just the fact that they, there were women in the audience who did not know mm-hmm. that there are women who serve um, in leadership in any way mm-hmm. in a faith community was uh, blew my mind. But then the freedom that some of them shared with me after the event wrapped up, I was, I can't really describe it. I can't say if I was really humbled, if I was stunned, if I was excited about the fact that they felt that freedom. It was just an experience that I've never had. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was major as well because I'm such an introvert. And so to stand on the stage or sit on the stage and share, but then have one-on-one conversations with people afterwards, if any other circumstance would have been very draining for me, I would have ran away the minute the event was done and just disappeared in a corner or run to my car. Mm-hmm. But talking to these women one by one when the event was over, um, women that would wait just so that they could get a chance to talk to me, mm-hmm. had nothing to do with nothing to do at all with Camille, but very much had to do with the fact that I represented something that they did not know was possible. And so in that moment, it showed me that our story carries value, not for us, mm-hmm. but for the people around us. Mm-hmm. Um, it carries, a, it really holds a key for a lot of people who are waiting to get permission by virtue of what you've lived, what you've experienced, for them to go ahead and live and experience. And so that's kind of where it was born, May 2018. I walked away from that experience and I was just like, okay, that's cool. And God has just really been nudging me for a while mm-hmm. in terms of starting to use um, platforms that he's already given me that I just never really um, put words to mm-hmm. or platforms that I never even envision them being something that I need to do more with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just constantly challenged for the month following um, about doing more mm-hmm. with what I have. And um, so eventually I realized, okay, I've had this blog sitting there for years. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's been forever, really. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really been writing much on the blog. And there were two particular things that God really laid on my heart heavily that I need to be sharing more of. Um, and one was uh, unselfish life because we've gotten very selfish and very self-centered in our society. Mm-hmm. And then the other is she's creating an opportunity, a community, a movement of women who are just simply sharing their stories, sharing not only who they are and boasting about who they are because 
we do a lot of that in social media. Oh, yes. But really, genuinely, <laughs> um, just speaking of those moments in life where they, they, they were put on the right track mm-hmm. and giving other women permission to go to be whatever it is that they're called to be. So, essentially, I got to work with amazing women, amazing creative women, talented women who helped me with um, redoing the site, with uh, creating graphics. I sat my words and observed other women at work, and so I was able to start creating some things myself. Mm-hmm. And then on December 9th, on one of my grandma's birthday, my grandma, who was the preacher, mm-hmm. on her birthday, I launched She Speaks to the World. So, wow. December yeah. 9th, 2019, She Speaks to the World. Wow. That is, that is wonderful. I, I, I really love that you stepped out and you push beyond anything else that you ever thought would enter you and you push beyond that and now here you are um you talked about your blog which is cami speaks um what was that like when you first started blogging what were you hoping to um share with the world at that moment audience, a lot of them are probably also dealing deal with this on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I deal with a serious case of imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. in addition to a whole lot of other things. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so back in the day of MySpace, for those who are old enough to remember MySpace, I had two, I think, or maybe three MySpace pages. I can't remember at this point. Mm-hmm. And in one of my MySpace pages, I have just discovered that there were Christian events in South Florida that weren't really church events, mm-hmm. you know, they were Christian nightlife events, and mm-hmm. I was a young adult who was out of college, and I had my moments at college of hanging out with friends in all different kinds of environments, mm-hmm. and I am now getting serious with my relationship with God and didn't really have places to go in the hang. Mm-hmm. So when I started to discover that I started on my MySpace page, which is simply each Thursday, put out a list of, hey, here are all the things that are happening around South Florida. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I joined Facebook and started to and started doing that on Facebook until I met a group of people, so almost my crew, um, DJ Mr. E and Unique, and they encouraged me to turn that list into a, um, into a website. And so I had my kind of event, which was an online calendar of Christian events in South Florida mm-hmm. for a few years until... Facebook started allowing people to create event pages. Mm. Um, and so at that point, I realized that I really did like to create things to garner um, a community around a particular thing. So mm. it was like garnering the Christian community around the fact that there are events. And it was, the, the website had all kinds of events. It would be social outreach um, events. There would be just um, networking events, revival, mm-hmm. whatever that had a Christian stamp on it, I posted it on the website. It didn't matter if it was Presbyterian or if it was um, Pentecostal, it was all on the site. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. the midst of doing all of that creating for the site, on my regular Facebook page, I started writing notes. I remember that the note that that probably will stay with me for the rest of my life was I started to get annoyed at how people would overuse and misuse Jeremiah 29 verse 11. <laughs> so I 
spend time reading through it and um, really studying the context of that whole chapter. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote a note on Facebook. And what I felt at the end of writing it, I was like, okay, I actually do like this. Mm-hmm. So eventually, I created a page on WordPress just so that I could do more of that writing and not just always um, fill up my Facebook with notes. Mm-hmm. So I occasionally I would write on my WordPress page. And just like anybody else dealing with imposter syndrome, after a while I said to myself, who am I to think that anybody cares about what I'm writing? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have the education for it. Um, <laughs> I don't have the vocabulary for it. Even though I like writing, I probably would fail an English class if I tried it now. Mm-hmm. I did well in school, but I probably would fail an English class if I tried now. So I kind of eased off of it. Occasionally, I may feel a nudge and I would write something once or twice for the year. That would be it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a few years ago, I decided to, instead of it being... Um, Camille dot or Camille Herring dot WordPress dot com or whatever the website was, really, really felt strongly that I needed to go ahead and purchase uh, a domain mm-hmm. and figure out what exactly it needs to be. And for years, I ran from ministry. For years, I ran from preaching and speaking because mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be, oh, because you're a PK, because your dad's a pastor and your grandparents were pastors, and that's why you were in ministry. I didn't want it to be that, and I also just didn't really think that I fit the mold of a preacher, because I'm not a shouty preacher, mm-hmm. I don't hoop and holler, mm-hmm. and I don't growl, I don't do all of that kind of stuff, <laughs> um, but I finally got to a point where it's just like, actually, no, this is really what God wants me to do, this is one of the things that I am um, appointed and anointed to do, mm-hmm. so I owned it, and decided CamiSpeaks.com would be the website because I wanted it to be something simple, something that people would remember, easy to always find. Mm-hmm. There are several other Camille Harris in the world. Yeah. So usually if I try to do a Camille about anything, somebody has already taken it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did CamiSpeaks.com, and um, now I write a little bit more regularly, not as I should, mm-hmm. but I, I write a bit more, so it's now the three main things that I, I write about would be She Speaks, encouraging women to use their voice, um, a selfish life, which is really trying to encourage us to be people who think of others above ourselves, mm-hmm. like the Bible calls us to do. Right. And then um, biblical thoughts, because quite honestly, my life changed the minute I started to read my Bible for real. Right. And so now I share some of what I learned as I read it. Wow, that's awesome. Awesome. I really wanted to ask you on that because, you know, there's always something that you started initially that led you now, like your gifts and your calling start to just come forth from that one thing that you started. And so now I realize Facebook really had nothing on you. You know, <laughs> you already started a movement before they started doing anything. So so that's awesome to know. See, it's good to kind of ask certain different questions. So you get, I learned something new about you <laughs> that I didn't know. But you know what? And it's also good to be asked the question because some things you 
don't really put a, a picture or a, um, words to mm-hmm. until you're asked those questions. So right. I wouldn't even remember those things until you ask me the question. Right, right. And my mind runs with the story. Right. Yeah. Well, I could just say thank you, Lord. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> awesome. Now, I wanted to... Um, you know, the other little things that you don't talk about yourself, some people know that you sing. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I know you don't want to put that all out there, but those parts of you, um, what, was, what is it like for you, even if getting, when you got the opportunity to, to lead worship, and how is that for you? How does that tie into everything that God is doing in your life? So I often tell people, when you're the child of a pastor of a small or medium-sized church, you have no choice but to know how to do all the things. Um, You know and you have done from cleaning the the toilets to greeting people as they come in, to singing, to ushering, to praying, to being in the youth ministry, the women's ministry. Matter of fact, at one point in my life, I think I was 16, and I realized that the only ministry in the church that I didn't have an actual role, an active role in, was the men's ministry. <laughs> Everything else the church had, I was a part of it. I was Sunday school secretary, I was history for this women's ministry, I was a youth group leader, all of the things. Public relations, usher, all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really helps to um, nurture being not necessarily multi-gifted, but nurture you being a jack-of-all-trades, mm-hmm. really, and learning how to roll with whatever comes, how to deal with, how to um, how to move in, in terms of being um, good at improvisation. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever happens, okay, this person is not here, let me jump in and do this, and things of that nature. Um, so that's kind of how I've always been mm-hmm. in my church world mm. and I've been great at keeping life in boxes and, and in compartments all the way through mm-hmm. um, and it's interesting because when I was a kid and you know all the children had to sing the children's choir in the youth choir I was always way in the background <laughs> I like being in the background I like to create harmony I like to create synergy put me in the background I'm good with that mm-hmm. um for my prep school in Jamaica, I did not make it to our school choir. My music, the music teacher at the school loved me. I was his, I was a teacher's pet, and that's the only time in my life I've ever been a teacher's pet. It was for Mr. Dazzabato. Mm. Um, but I didn't make it to the, 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 the choir at school because my voice wasn't strong enough. Mm. So for years, I've always been fine with just singing in the background. I'm an alto naturally. When uh, I got to... Uh, um, before my dad was appointed to the church that he's currently pastoring, we were attending one of our sister churches down in South Miami, and uh, I was asked to be on the worship team there, and that's when I really started to seriously learn about leading in worship. Mm. And so now at Love Fellowship, I've only been the worship leader for just under two years. Mm-hmm. And it's been a very interesting journey. It has it has stretched me quite a bit in terms of um, leading a team, mm-hmm. not just about singing. But what it has also taught me is the importance of of um, leading people into the presence of the Lord mm-hmm. um, and leading a community around a joint voice. Mm-hmm. 
you know, creating that one voice for everyone to to worship, creating that one voice for everyone to um, to lift up God and to look beyond life, look mm-hmm. beyond what their current situations are, and look to the hills, as the Bible says. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't just stopped at my church. And so I work at a uh, Christian nonprofit. I work at a faith-based nonprofit. It is a nonprofit organization that recruits, licensed, trained foster families so that the children in our community who are removed from their biological home have Christian homes that they can be in while they're in foster care um, so that they're experiencing the love of God, the redemptive, restorative love of God mm-hmm. in a very broken difficult season of their life and so being in a christian foster care agency a very strong part of our culture here is the spiritual aspect of what we do and so we have weekly staff devotions and about a year and a half ago i was asked to to help with coordinating our staff devotions which they've had long before i joined the organization five years ago um but because of the of where i i am in terms of leading worship at my church and mm-hmm. creating that worship culture at my church, it was easy for me to slip into that additional role at work mm-hmm. um, and really help to guide the organization in creating these moments where our staff is able to really be refreshed, mm-hmm. really be edified. Um, we have speakers who come in from different churches in our community, mm-hmm. but also from within, because there are others here who are ministers or who are just gifted speakers. Mm-hmm. And um, we've even created, once per quarter, an hour and a half of just worship. Wow. And it's been amazing. It's yes. been, I, I, I really honestly get to see it on Sundays, and I get to see it on Wednesday mornings, and mm-hmm. I get to see it in any other opportunity that God um or creates for me to be a part of other worship teams to really see the healing, the the, the ministry, the deliverance, um, just the, the amazing expression of His love that happens in moments of worship. Mm-hmm. And so it's been it's been really cool. I, I can tell you that when I look at my life, mm-hmm. I can't always put in words. I am where I'm going, what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Honestly, can't always. But what I can always say is that um, God is a master creator, mm-hmm. and He really creates the tapestry of our lives. Yeah. And so there is never a part of our life that is not usable. Mm-hmm. There's never a part of our life that He is not in. Yeah. That He is not using to weave that beautiful picture of who Patrice is or that beautiful picture of who Camille is. Like mm-hmm. he's always using every single detail. So for me, when I went to um, FIU and did my undergrad, I did it in hospitality because I told myself, I don't want to live in America for too long. I want to go back to Jamaica in hospitality and travel and tourism. Mm-hmm. It's one of the top industries. But what that led me to was to do an internship that, that eventually became a full-time job of me running events for mm. the Beach Chamber of Commerce. Right. And in doing events in that environment, then years later, I was able to use that experience to start working at this foster care agency running their events, mm-hmm. which now 
it has evolved to me being a part of um, community and church engagement and really seeing what needs to happen, yeah. which is for the church community to all garner around all the social causes mm-hmm. and be the hands and feet of Jesus. So it's really wow. been very an interesting mix of mix yeah. of, <laughs> kind of a thing. The becoming, the becoming. It is, it is, it is. Wow. This is awesome. Our process. We we don't get to choose, right? <laughs> it's, we it, don't. it's interesting that you said you because you're thinking, I'm gonna go back to Jamaica eventually and tourism is the thing, that you get into something thinking that's what you want, but here's God right. turning it around for his <laughs> you know, like, hey, yep. I have bigger things yep. for you to do. Like I you know, so for you to be able to acknowledge that now, I think that is just so awesome. And and I and I just pray as the as the audience are, are listening to this that they will understand that we may want to choose stuff because we want to make sure we're comfortable, we want to set ourselves straight because that's how we were brought up right make sure you have stuff for a rainy day a backup plan but god is gonna say as as we surrender to him we realize that hey he's he's setting things up for his glory (laughs) and so the more we surrender we have to understand that god he when you surrender to the lord for real for real like he hears you he acknowledges that and and so there's no way around it so i'm i'm just happy that now you can see you know that yes, you did that for you because you had a backup plan, but God is now using it for His glory now. So that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. This for, is, yeah. For a while, I told people my life first, or a period of my life was, um, and it's repeated several times in Proverbs, Proverbs mm-hmm. nineteen twenty one, I believe it is. But many are the plans of man, mm-hmm. but it's God that prevails. And that's oh, yes. honestly how I've seen my life. I used to say I'm a bum for Jesus. Now I, I won't say I'm a bum for Jesus. But honestly, it was just me saying mm-hmm. that I have no plans. It's whatever he lays out. Or as the recently crowned um, mm-hmm. Miss World mm-hmm. says, whatever door he opens, I will walk through it. Amen. And that's, that's kind of where I have finally gotten to. Because yeah. for a very good period of my adult years, mm-hmm. it was whatever door he opened, I ran away from. <laughs> Now it is whatever door he opens, I run towards. I'm not running and forcing any door open, but if it opens, I'm going through. Awesome, awesome. And get rid of those limited beliefs, right? Right. <laughs> that kept right. you going the other way. We thank Genevieve <laughs> for that process. <laughs> Oh man, God is awesome. All right, Camille. So if people wanted to get in touch with you, especially women who want who believe that their life is speaking to their environment, their culture, how would they be able to reach out to you? So the easiest way to get in touch with me would be to go to camispeaks.com. It's really easy to remember. So it's Cami C A M is in Mary I and then speaks dot com all together. Mm-hmm. On the website, then you're able to um, click any of the icons in the top right hand corner or at the bottom or middle. I change it every now and again. Um, but you can click any of my social media handles and it will connect you to me on Twitter, Facebook, and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so camispeaks.com, you're able to connect that way. If you want to message me directly, you can do that through the contact page and I will respond. Um, but yeah, you can find me all of those places. All of my pages are public and so... Mm-hmm. By all means, I look forward to connecting with more people um, and especially giving more women a space for them to use 
Awesome, awesome. Now, usually I would ask this question before we even give any of those um, information out, uh, contact information, but I want you to close out with your push moment, with your moment of push, your moment of purpose, being unwavering in your faith and allowing the supernatural hand of God to lead you and just the humility that you have. Uh, I think you're one of the most humblest person. I know, yes, you may have your moments, but to me, and nobody's going to change that. <laughs> uh, but I want you to close up with your moment of push. And then has the Lord lead you just encourage someone um, before we go? Okay. So my father was graduating with his master's in Christian studies from Trinity some years ago. And at that point, I was working with the Miami Beach Chamber doing events. And at his graduation, he introduced me to a gentleman that was the director of his program at the time. And Dr. Beatty, upon meeting me, asked me, what do you do? And here I am in my early 20s, boastfully saying, I am the event manager for the Miami Beach Chamber of Commerce. And he's like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I coordinate events such as galas, golf tournaments, um, luncheons networkers, sometimes we have celebrities, their CEOs, founders, all these things. And he's like, no, 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 what do you do? So I said to myself, okay, you're at a Christian school graduation, so clearly he must be church. And so I started to list out all that I do at church. I'm a youth leader. I'm on the worship team. I oversee media team. I started our performing arts ministries. I'm reeling them all off. And he then said to me, what do you do that is of eternal value? Mm. And that question has rested with me well over 10 years later. I won't say that it has been at the front of my mind every step of the way, mm -hmm. but when it has become important, God has brought it back to my memory. Mm -hmm. What do I do that is of eternal value? And so where I am right now in life, um, and what is my current push moment, and I feel like it's a perpetual push moment, mm -hmm. not just one solid instance, is that I have to look at my life and see what is the value that I am creating. Mm -hmm. What is the value not for people to say, oh, Camille is bomb, Camille is good, Camille is all these types of things. No, no, no. What is the value that I am creating for other people. Mm -hmm. I shared with someone yesterday that there was a lady at my church who once told me about a dream she had that I was in. And essentially, the dream was about me planting an apple tree mm. that when it started to bear, I was sharing the fruit. Mm. And so that has, that has also joined in with that moment with Dr. Beatty mm. because that dream what she took from it was that whatever blessing came my way, I would always share. Mm. And I'm grateful, honestly, for the fact that I'm, I am now at a place, um, and it, it came with a whole lot of um, falls, a whole lot of stumbles, a mm. whole lot of hitting my face in a wall. Mm -hmm. um, I, I put myself in, in therapy so that I can help to get back to the core of who God has created me to be and not what all of life has told me that I am. Mm -hmm. And I am now at this place where I can truthfully say that what becomes necessary in my life is to ensure that should I go today mm -hmm. or 
20 years from now that I do not go I do not go full of all that God gave me to do. Mm. I do not leave this earth having not poured out every single thing that he has given me because if I neglect to pour out all that he's given me, if out of fear, if out of doubt, if mm-hmm. out of being so conscious of what people think about how I go about things or what I do, mm-hmm. that I don't do anything at all, mm-hmm. then really what I've done is to disobey God. Mm-hmm. And what I do not want to do is to disobey God. Right. Um, and so that's my challenge mm-hmm. to anyone listening. Mm-hmm. It's not about creating platforms. Mm-hmm. It's not about creating following. Mm-hmm. It's not about um, becoming popular. It's not about being famous because, quite honestly, no one should run towards fame. Right. No one should run towards popularity because when the light gets shone on you, everything shows up. Yes. Right? It really should be about living a life of obedience. Mm-hmm. And a life of obedience means that we live out in its entirety, all mm. that God is calling us to be. Yes. Whatever that may look like. Wow. Wonderful. That is my challenge to us all. Wow. I love that question. What are you doing that has eternal value? Yeah. <laughs> that that is that have me even thinking again, what what is it that you're doing that has eternal value? Yeah. Wow. And it's necessary because mm-hmm. we get so caught up in being trendy and being in the moment. Mm-hmm. On the temporal. Mm-hmm. On the temporal things. Mm. They are very temporal. They mm-hmm. fade. I mean, it was trendy a few years ago mm-hmm. for everyone to have a MySpace page. Mm-hmm. And now we say MySpace who? <laughs> right? Mm. You know, it was, it was it trend past. Yeah. Um, it was trendy ladies it used to be trendy for us to go and get our eyebrows completely waxed or shaved off pencil fit mm-hmm. and now everybody wants thick full brows the and we thick. can't grow them back my god my god <laughs> so it's so necessary that we don't get caught up in trends because mm-hmm. when the trend leaves you have to still deal with the, the, the effects of you know whatever you did to be a part of that trend really we have to really mm-hmm much Camille for for just inspiring us for empowering us for get getting us to check ourselves you know just really um check ourselves I like what you said earlier about when you started reading the bible for real <laughs> for real and and that's a really transparent moment you know um when you start reading it for real you truth will be revealed um, yes. because what did Jesus say in John 17 he says sanctify them with your truth because your word is truth and so when you start reading truth and receiving that truth everything changes so I, I thank you for that moment of transparency and, and, and thank you for sharing your heart for sharing your journey and your becoming story and your moment of push with us here on the Push Talk Show I'm honored to have you and yeah <laughs> I, I just, was so good I'm honored that you even asked 
<laughs> Blessings to you. And I know God is going to continue to um, bless you and you're going to plant more apple trees, I do believe. And because you have much more, um, there are millions and millions of people who need to encounter Camille Aaron. So God bless you. And I, I just pray blessing over She Speaks, the She Speaks movement. And and remember, guys, go on over to camispeaks.com and, and go on and follow and like. And not just follow and like, but also read really what is it that she does post because they're very deep. All right. So, Camille, thank you again. And is there any upcoming events you want to let us know about that you're a part of? Sure. So, um, I, I, I looked up the other day and I was like, oh, my gosh, February is going to be a very crazy month for me, but I'm excited about all that is happening in February. Mm -hmm. I am very honored to be serving with a couple of ministries that um, are about taking care of the whole man mm -hmm. and not just simply a, a moment of shout. Mm -hmm. So February 7 to 8, I am a part of a group of people working together to bring um, Bluffstruck, which is this will be its 10th year. Mm -hmm. The love struggle happens in South Florida. It's been for the last nine years. It happens um, every other year. But over the, nine, the last nine years, it's been just a Saturday night corporate worship. Mm -hmm. And it's all about um, creating a moment of worship plus healing. Mm -hmm. And it's healing emotionally, healing mentally. It's um, an anti-suicide awareness initiative. But this year, for the 10th year, um, in 2020, Love Struck will be a two-day event. And so on Friday, February 7th, there is going to be an e-conference where persons are able to register for that, and they're going to um, get a chance to sit and listen to um, speakers who are pastors, who are mental health professionals, speak to actual mental and emotional health issues mm -hmm. that we all face from creatives and ministers to moms who've gone through the grief of loss mm -hmm. of, um, of not being able to conceive or have lost losing a child mm -hmm. all of that will be covered and then it also will have music ciphers with worship leaders who will be sharing music live during the conference and all of that will be done via Zoom so if you're interested please register Love Struck Inc dot org you'll be able to register for that and then the Saturday night will be a community corporate worship or night of corporate worship and that's free to the community but we do need people to register for it so that we ensure we don't violate um, fire codes and end up having too many people mm -hmm. but it is going to be Saturday February 8th at New Birth Baptist in Miami mm -hmm. and then two weeks after that I am also on the board and a part of putting together the Sister to Sister Uplift Conference, and this will be the 42nd Uplift Conference, and the Uplift Conference is a women's event, um, it's gathering women from not just all across the state of Florida, but really women come from the Caribbean, women come from other states, and it is a weekend of empowerment, of equipment, it's a weekend of release. Um, this year, we're having um, our two main speakers. One is Minister Terry coming over from Bahamas and the Minister Sylvia Staten coming from, I believe it's North Carolina. But then we also will have a chat and show or sisterhood chat hour 
with Pastor Abitur Gray from Relentless Church and Pastor John Gray's wife. Mm. So weekend conference will be happening February 21st to the 23rd. It's for, we have sessions for teens, for young adult women, and then general sessions for everyone. And you can find out more about that by checking out Sister Number Two, Sister Ministries Inc. Org. So Sister to Sister Ministries Inc. Org. Um, you can find out more information about that. Or if you find my page <laughs> and you find me on social media, you can find my link tree. And my link tree has links to everything that I'm involved in. Mm. All right. All right. All right, Camille, Aaron, thank you again for being our special guest here on the Push Talk Show. So thank you, thank you. And I just know that the audience received a lot from you today. So God bless you. God bless you. you. And we will definitely be in touch. We will definitely be in touch. And also, guys, go on over and check out what I I was featured. So go on out and read a little bit about what I had to say. I know. I felt. I was like, man, I didn't know she saw me like that, Jesus. But you know, I'm I'm just honored and blessed. (laughs) See, that's what we do. We we my grandmother always say one hand wash the other. Um, and so we're seeing it we're embracing we're loving on each other collaborating together as women and as I always I like to share this because one of the things I I was um, I was like Lord how did Jacob all the women who had children for Jacob manage because they they had to be a lot of little friction and different little jealousy and things happening but they had one main purpose and I feel like for us as women, we have one main purpose to give God glory. So it, we might as well just get rid of all the other stuff because we're more alike than we are different. So I just <laughs> I just thank God when I meet women like you, Camille, who is just like, hey, I'm trying to figure it out just like you, you know, so let's do it together. And so I just yeah. thank God for that type of sisterhood and, and that type of love, um, knowing that one day we're all going to stand before the Lord and wow, what a sight that will be, you know. So we might as well just push each other forward. Hey, sis, I have your back. We Go on ahead. Ex- cheer you. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so and we need to cheer each other on. Yeah. To, when, when one woman is able to make it to a table or create a table, let's cheer her on because yep. then it creates more opportunities. She's going to pull that us, chair so. out for you as a sis. Come sit next to me. <laughs> so yeah, I, exactly. I, I thank God for that. So may we continue to pray that other women who are struggling, who have not yet reached to this point where they can genuinely love and support each other, may, may they this day, for those who will hear this, if they are struggling in those areas, as they hear this today, that they will start to just surrender themselves to Jesus. Because only with a surrendered life, then he will truly reveal things. We, things become clearer when you're surrendered, when you're in his presence, um, you change. So thank you again, Camille, and God bless you. I love you, and I appreciate you, and I can't wait to see what God's going to do before this year ends and 2020. <laughs> 2020, all right? Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you again for having me. Thank You're you. welcome. Blessings to you. Blessings. Bye-bye. All right. My, my God. God is so good. I just hope that you guys were blessed today, and I hope that you guys know that Jesus loves you. He loves you more than you will ever know. The God of love who created you for love loves you more than anything else. You were made for love, too. And remember, you, God has given you a voice use it for his glory 
And remember, just as Camille shared earlier, what are you doing that has eternal value? So beyond everything else that you're doing, what is it that you are doing that has eternal value? And I leave that with you today. Ponder on that in your heart. And I pray that you guys will start to just surrender yourself to Jesus and say, Lord, what am I doing that has eternal value? All right. God bless you. I love you guys. Stay blessed and keep pushing. Once again, this is your host, Patrice, your PR networker. And when I say networker, I'm a net worker. That means it's all for the glory of God. And I'm a fisherwoman. I catch fish. <laughs> follow me, Jesus says. Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. So go on ahead and know that God is with you and that he has called you for great things. So surrender yourself before this year is out. Surrender yourself to him and allow him to fill you, to overtake you right and to lead you into all truth god bless you